You are now listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love. Warning, miracles may occur. Let's join today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to the I Am Vibrant podcast. This is Leah Lund, and I'm here today to talk about how you can cure your own loneliness by boosting a hormone that is part of your body's natural design. So it doesn't matter if you are single or if you are married. I hear this from married people all the time that they still feel lonely inside of their marriage. And it really is a lack of bonding and a lack of connection more than it is how many people are in your life or um, how many years have you been married or anything like that. And the bottom line is we humans make a hormone called oxytocin that helps us soothe that feeling of loneliness and helps us feel connected and like we belong and like we're understood. This is a well-known issue in America, for sure, and I think this goes all over the world. I know it does. But studies in America, CBS has shown that a third of Americans are lonely. Uh, they, they published a survey that showed a third of Americans are say they're lonely at least once a week. And Cigna Health actually says it's closer to half. It's 54% of people reported that they were lonely. And it's especially our young people. So our young people are now feeling like nobody really knows them well. Nobody understands them. They're feeling disconnected from our society and from their families. And so loneliness really is, um, is pervasive in our culture. And yet we can increase, we can do things. You're empowered to make choices to increase your love hormone, it's called oxytocin, which then actually pulls you in and makes you feel connected to others. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I'll also get into the relationship between, uh, so I'm talking about how to boost your oxytocin naturally, things you can all do uh, today, and also the relationship of oxytocin and two other important hormones for health and how they have an inverse relationship that impacts and you may not realize. So let's jump into what is oxytocin. So oxytocin, as I said, is known as the love hormone. It's our bonding hormone. It's the hormone or neurotransmitter that shoots through your brain when you bond with somebody. So when you kiss them, but also when you hug them, when you trust them, and it causes, among other things, happiness, a general sense of feeling happy. And it's not something that comes from obtaining external things that will never make oxytocin for you. It comes actually from the inside because it is a hormone that you can generate simply by what you, by actions, by what you choose to do, by your own behavior. It's sometimes considered the super hormone. It's called the love hormone. And when oxytocin is flowing through you, um, it's easier to become intimate and connected with people that you want to be intimate and connected with. And it also has many, many other health benefits. It gives you more confidence and more self-esteem. Oxytocin reduces inflammation. 
in the body physically, which is great for healing visible wounds. And it's also great for healing wounds and inflammation on a cellular level, which are linked and associated, of course, to things like heart disease, cancer, strokes, um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Oxytocin has been shown to help you lose weight. It, it gets your metabolism back in line. So that reduces obesity. Oxytocin is a natural antidepressant and helps with anxiety as well. And um, it brings out this natural sense in us that is part of our design to be generous and to be kind and um, to be loving toward people in the world. So the more oxytocin you trigger regularly, the happier you'll be. And the thing is oxytocin metabolizes really quickly. So when you do any of the suggestions I'm gonna make here, uh, to boost your oxytocin, know that you're going to need to do these consistently and repetitively. It's not a one-time deal and then, ooh, I've got my oxytocin levels where I need them and now I don't have to think about it or worry about it. It's something that you can look at to be building into your regular routine, ways to boost your own oxytocin. So low levels of oxytocin are associated with depression, with anxiety, with severe shyness or um, social phobia, social anxiety. And there's also research showing they're associated with things like autism and schizophrenia or borderline personality with PTSD and even with eating disorders like anorexia. And when you boost your oxytocin, you feel more optimistic. You have a higher sense of self-esteem you improve your relationships because you're able to form deeper connections and intimacy improves, even sexual arousal improves, and you trust more. And imagine that. Imagine our world where we trust each other more. This happens from the love hormone, oxytocin. Oxytocin helps you overcome fear or social inhibitions. And there's some evidence to support it does, as I mentioned, increase metabolism and actually help you lose weight. And also that it can improve your memory and certainly that it reduces stress, anxiety, depression, as mentioned. And you build, you grow this sense of, a sense comes over you of generosity, of really wanting to share and help others and give and contribute and make a difference in our world. So it sounds pretty awesome, <laughs> doesn't it? And it is. So how do we do it? How do we boost our oxytocin? Well, I'm going to give you a lot of tips that are really straightforward, really simple, and things you can plan for every single day. Okay. The first is you could have a child. Maybe you'd love to have a child. And when, we ha when you get pregnant and have a child, you uh, produce a high, high level of oxytocin. It is that love and bonding hormone that has you bonding with that child, um, some say even before the child is born. But you don't have to have a child. If that's not where you're at in life and that's not what you're interested in, there's plenty of other ways to release and increase your oxytocin, including orgasm. Orgasm is the most single most powerful thing we can do to boost our oxytocin. So. Um, and as you do, that's why you feel so bonded. When you have an orgasm, you feel so bonded. And so regular healthy sex life with the person you choose 
um, is very beneficial to your mental health and to your physical health overall. You can also boost oxytocin by uh, giving out hugs. You can boost it by kisses. You can boost it with cuddles on the couch. You can boost it by increasing heat in your body and sweating. So this is why saunas or steam baths or hot yoga are so good. This explains why I come out of my hot yoga class that I love so much, um, just sort of with this euphoric feeling for no reason. I just got up early, traveled there, worked my butt off, <laughs> and you would think I might be tired or you know, whipped after it, and it's the exact opposite. It feels so good and you get into almost this ecstasy feeling. Um, getting out in the sunshine, getting out into our vitamin D infused sunshine can definitely boost your oxytocin as well. You also boost your oxytocin when you socialize. And by the way, the opposite is true. When you're low in oxytocin, you will withdraw. You will stop connecting with people. You will isolate. And um, it just perpetuates this feeling of loneliness. Another way to boost your oxytocin is just make time for some friends. I know everybody's busy, but go ahead and get it on the calendar and make it a priority. Make it as important of a priority as anything else that's on your list that you spend some time with friends. Call a friend and don't text. This needs to be human to human connection, at least by voice. Um, so call a friend instead of texting. In this day and age, they'll be surprised and it will feel so good for them too and they won't even know what hit them and it, what hit them will be their oxytocin. We can boost our oxytocin when we care for our pets, for animals. Um, I can certainly attest to that when I love up on, on our dog Jack or any of our horses or even our old steer. Uh, sky high, they give you this connection back that boosts our, our oxytocin. You can also boost oxytocin by service, by giving, by being generous, whether that's giving money or giving time or thoughtfulness for somebody, but focusing out and doing something to better somebody else's day versus being all consumed in, in self and you, and what do you need, and what are you not getting, and all those kinds of things. Um, you can do deep breathing, and that will increase your oxytocin. You can listen to soothing music, and you can definitely laugh. That's a reason I'm a laughter yoga leader, and there are laughter yoga clubs all over, not only the U.S., but they're in 126 or more countries now, and oftentimes they're free and they're places where people get together and laugh on purpose for no reason and the brain doesn't know the difference. And so the oxytocin is still generated even if when you start out, it's a fake laugh. Um, but trust me, it won't be a fake laugh for long. The I Am Vibrant podcast is brought to you by the Vibrant Woman Program. Hi there, I'm Leah Lund and in our program, I help you reclaim your health your happiness, your joy, your peace, even your fun and your adventure and your most vibrant self. You'll be guided step-by-step step to take action, to break through mental, physical, and emotional blocks and subconscious patterns and programming so that you can be your best brain, your best body, 
your best you and have your best life. For full details, go to onewholehealth.com or reach out through the podcast. There are some more physical ways to boost your oxytocin. Acupuncture has been shown to boost oxytocin. It opens up the energy flow in our meridians and energy must flow. It must circulate. And when it's trapped and stuck, um, we're much more likely to feel anxious or stressed. And also certain vitamins and minerals, vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium, our methylation vitamins like the Bs, B6, B12, um, taking a good B complex every day and methylated folate. And the reason that these vitamins and minerals support oxytocin is really neurotransmitter related. Our, our brain needs these minerals to produce all of its neurotransmitters, including its amino neurotransmitters like serotonin. And so serotonin and oxytocin go hand in hand. GABA even has a role. Um, they're very, they're partners. Let's put it that way. They're partners in crime that hang out together. And when you are supplying your brain with the adequate amount of these vitamins and minerals, your brain can make those biochemicals that make you feel good and have you feeling calm. You can do this also by getting those amino acids through foods. And there's specific foods that have been shown to increase oxytocin in particular, eggs, bananas, and pepper. So making sure that you have a good solid breakfast of neurotransmitter hormone boosting foods. And then also making sure that you get a good night's sleep. Uh, good night's sleep is key for oxytocin, for serotonin, for so many things, for lowering your cortisol, which I'm about to talk about next. So making sure that you get that seven to nine hours and 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is a sweet spot in order to get a complete number of, of sleep cycles. You want to be asleep, especially from 10 to 2. So seven hours that start at midnight are not as high quality as seven hours that start at 9 p.m. And anything less than six hours a night solid sleep and you are not even getting the blood flow that you need to your brain for it to have cognitive function, let alone make oxytocin. So sleep is vital for feeling good and really what I'm saying here is for happiness. So I mentioned cortisol. There is a really interesting relationship between cortisol, oxytocin, cortisol, and insulin. And when you understand this, it's so empowering to get yourself to do and maintain the habits that you really do want to maintain, but that sometimes slip off. When you understand what's at stake, I find it's very empowering. My clients respond when they understand this equation. And this equation is that cortisol and insulin follow each other. So if one goes up, the other goes up. The other goes up, the first goes up. They follow each other, but they also suppress oxytocin. So if either cortisol or insulin is elevated, its buddy will go along with, and oxytocin will be suppressed. Elevated levels of high cortisol I know you know this, but I'm really asking you here to hear it again, let it sink in. Let the reality of this sink in. Elevated levels of cortisol 
our stress response. It's intended for an immediate danger, and those levels are intended to be reduced again once that danger is gone. We live in such a fast and furious world that most people operate, or many, at elevated levels chronically all the time, and it never restores down to neutral. And here's the thing about stress, which triggers the cortisol release. Stress is 99% perceived. It's what we're thinking about what's happening. It's not what's happening. It's what you're thinking about what's happening or, or equally often thinking about what you're thinking about the, in the past, what you're thinking about in the future, worrying about the future, trying to anticipate the future. Any of this will increase your cortisol and then you end up with elevated cortisol levels all the time. And the effect of high cortisol over time, it can lead to anxiety, to depression, to irritability, to carbohydrate or salt cravings, um, to fat cravings as well, high blood sugar and insulin resistance, weight gain, especially around the abdomen, um, heart disease, insomnia and sleep disturbance, hormone imbalance and infertility, IBS and other digestive issues, inability to build muscle and also muscle weakness and bone loss. So it is detrimental to say the least to your health to be operating in high cortisol levels all the time. And one of the other effects that has a, a clear negative effect on your life is that when you're in high cortisol, you are in low oxytocin. So if you are, and then you isolate, then you disconnect from life, then you pull back. And it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders because you feel like everything's stressful and you're all alone in it. And so my point in sharing this equation is meet yourself where you are and do what you can do. So if it seems overwhelming right now to, to say, oh, I'm going to reduce my stress. If that feels like, sure, sure, Leah, <laughs> I'm just going to not be stressed anymore. Okay. If that doesn't feel possible, then go after this equation in another way. And what I mean by that is, for example, if you want to lower cortisol, but you don't feel like you can manage stress yet, what if you manage your insulin? Because cortisol is a buddy of insulin. It follows insulin. How do you manage insulin? You eliminate sugar and simple carbs and caffeine from your diet. You eliminate the things that would raise your blood sugar that would then elevate your level of insulin. And so eating clean, eating real whole foods, lots of vegetables and fruits, good protein, good fat, that can actually lower your stress. On the, on the flip side, if you are eating that sugar, those simple carbs, it's the number one stress the body ever has. It's way more stressful than what you're thinking about. So you are raising your cortisol level, whether you realize it or not, every time you have that sugary, starchy, white flour product. So if you don't feel like you can manage the stress, manage the insulin, and that will manage the cortisol. Things you can do to manage the cortisol, deep breathing, meditation, taking a walk, so many of the relaxation techniques 
uh, EFT that I, I know you know. So you could also go after this by, by reducing the cortisol, and that's simply a commitment. And hopefully this equation helps you understand the importance of it. If you lower your cortisol, your oxytocin won't be suppressed. You will naturally feel more happy, more loving, more connected, more like you fit in, more like you're part of something, more like you have friends, you'll be less lonely. The last piece of the equation is that you can also work that equation in reverse by boosting your oxytocin through the suggestions I've made here. You will help to mitigate and possibly lower the cortisol and the insulin. So my greatest advice is actually put habits in place for all three. Imagine the power of that and you're completely empowered to do so. So I'm gonna leave you with an assignment that I give to my clients. And this assignment is called the six second hug challenge. And because hugging is one of the best ways to trigger oxytocin, but definitely you want it to be, you don't want it to be the fake hug. I have a friend that does, you know, that one where they kind of almost hug you, but you're not really even touching and then they just tap your shoulders. Yeah, no, make it a real hug. Ask for permission if appropriate, but make it a real hug and hang on for six seconds. And actually take a week where you try to do that as many times as possible and see how you feel. Author Virginia Satir says, we need four hugs a day for survival. We need eight hugs a day for maintenance. And we need 12 hugs a day for growth. So go out there today and get those hugs. Boost your oxytocin. Boost the love and the trust that exists energetically on this planet. Have a great day and thank you for listening. You've been listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love.